Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 67, which we are recording now during the end of the international break. As we are preparing for game week 13, we're looking forward to having FPL and its excitement back in our lives again this weekend. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. Last week, we had a great chat with our guest, Luke. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And today we're back with our regular format. And to start things off, let's still review how our previous game week went. Um, I will start... I finished the game week with 81 points, so it was a good game week in general. My game week uh, rank was 1.1 million, which mm-hmm. brings my overall rank to 50, uh, 65k. Nice. Um, so th- that's that's good. I mean, having a green arrow is always nice. <laughs> yeah. And despite not owning Holland, so I'm glad that Salah actually matched Holland's points mm. uh, somehow. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it was a good game week in general. Uh, so, okay. well, the only painful part is for like many people is benching Simikas, uh, his yeah. 15 pointer. But other yeah. than that, it was a good game week. How was it for you? Yeah. Um, not too bad, but with 75, I was below your score. Um, mm. I had a game week rank of 2.3 million. So yeah, it was okay. Um, yeah, as you said, like many managers, also I had Simikas on the bench. For me, it was he was the first one on the bench, oh. and I saw a lot of people saying that they didn't mind it too much because they never really thought of playing him. But for me, it was different because I was thinking about it the whole week. It was between him and Pedro Porro. So it was a bit of a coin, uh, a coin toss, sorry. <laughs> and uh, I went with Poro because I thought his minutes looked more secure. And actually, when watching the Spurs game against Wolves, for most of the game, it looked pretty good. Like Poro mm-hmm. had an assist, uh, Spurs kept a clean sheet, and Poro was even in the bonus. But then, of course, Wolves decided to, to score two goals in extra time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that changed everything. Um, so, yeah, five points for Poro and the gap with 10 points versus Simikas. So, yeah, but yeah, that's how FPL works. Um, but for the rest, no, I had eight points from Onana. I was quite happy with that. And indeed, as you said, 16 points from Salah, but then also 16 um, for my captain Haaland, so 32 in, in total. But it was a bit of a nervous day that day because Liverpool <laughs> played first. Yes. And of course, Salah had a big score. So after that, uh, yeah, I was a bit worried about what Haaland would do. But luckily, he could uh, um, get a similar score. So that was that was quite good. And it's actually quite nice to own Salah and uh, Haaland together, mm-hmm. uh, I must say. <laughs> so yeah, a green arrow, but below your score. So in our head-to-head friendly competition, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. You have extended your lead now to seven five, I believe. Mm. Yeah, it will get bigger and bigger, hopefully. No, 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 <laughs> it won't, man. Still got my wild card. I have big plans for the next week. So. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I will hear about out. them next game next <laughs> week. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that was uh, game week twelve. Let's move on now, as we'll have plenty to discuss in preparation mm-hmm. for game week thirteen. Um, so, yeah, 
The first thing I want to talk about today is the model accuracy, but we were comparing the model accuracy in terms of points. Uh, so this week we have decided to uh, share with you something different. Uh, mm -hmm. So it is model accuracy in terms of minute prediction. Um, oh, because okay. sounds like minute prediction is playing a very critical role today. I mean, that's probably one of the edges left in the game uh, for people who are playing the game analytically. So predicting which player will play and how many minutes they will play is yeah. a very critical thing to do. And Definitely. we check the accuracy of the models and... Um, I want to mention one thing that Mikhail Tokvam doesn't have defender and goalkeeper minute prediction. Oh. Um, that skews results for um, his model, but all the others have, uh, except Fantasy of Football Fix, which we don't have in this comparison. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't ordered these models because we weren't sure how to interpret these results, but we also filtered players who are owned more than 5% to keep only the relevant players in the data. And also, okay. we also kept on the players who are predicted to play over uh, 45 minutes. Mm. And based on these results, I mean, so three models have almost like zero mean, meaning that they are not biased one way or another. And these are Fantasy Football Hub, FBL Review, and FBL Team. Uh, and also Mikael Tokvam, uh, too. Um, in Among these, I feel like Fantasy Football Hub has, like, is one step ahead uh, compared to others. Uh, okay. their, uh, their quartiles are just narrower. I mean, uh, if you are watching on YouTube, the box plot is narrow. Um, and I think their minute predictions are a little bit better. Um, okay. But also I want to mention here that for FBR review, FBR review is the only model which allows users to change minutes. Mm. And if you change minutes based on how accurate you were in the past, it impacts everyone's. Like if I'm just a user and if someone else is changing the minute and if that yeah. guy is a reliable predictor, the default expected minute I see on my screen changes when I you know, oh, refresh really? the page. Yeah. So okay. because of it, it is not only model, it is like model plus um, uh, like wisdom of the crowd, if you okay. can say it that way. But yeah. yeah, so and also since by position it changes, uh, we also check the data uh, split by positions. Okay, and again... Well. Again, uh, it's very noticeable that, you know, Mikael Tokvam's, you know, lack of defender minutes is very obvious here. Um, right. But for the, all the others, midfield predictions, midfield minute predictions seems a little bit more reliable than uh, forwards. Mm. And again, Fantasy Football Hub is doing a great job in this category, especially, which makes their model a little bit ahead of the others. Um, but one more thing to note here is that uh, among these models, Fantasy Football Scott has also a low error, but okay. they are consistently overestimating the minutes, it looks like. Oh. I mean, both for defenders, midfielders, and also for forwards, their minutes are always um, a little bit... Uh, so the, the mean is not zero, it's always positive. And so... Even though it sounds like they have the good idea, I think there might be an issue either with our uh, how we get the data. 
or maybe they are overestimating one way or another. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was the uh, accuracy report. Do you have any questions on this? Um, no, I just find it interesting how you find new ways to uh, look at the data every time. So uh, <laughs> thanks for bringing this one up. <laughs> sure. And also very colorful. I like the colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neil Rankin, uh, ZA, he prepared all these charts. and yeah. Okay, great. Picked a nice color scheme. Thanks for that, Neil. All right. Um, so that was a bit uh, a look at the models, and in mm -hmm. this case, the, the minutes accuracy. So let's now take a look at our version of the fixture ticker, as we usually do, by looking at the teams ranked by offensive and defensive expected performance for the next period of time. And um, I think we can also cover some odds again for game week 13, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. This game week is just terrible in terms of FPL and it's great yeah. for football <laughs> because well the city is playing against Liverpool um yeah. so and also we have like tough matches overall for good teams yes. Uh, yes so we don't have really a favorable fixture in here but I will mm. tell all the teams in order of the fixture difficulty for the next okay. six game weeks um, yeah. So we have Arsenal in the first spot, then we have Manchester City, Liverpool, Newcastle, uh, Brighton, Chelsea, Manchester United, West Ham, Tottenham, and Aston Villa. And okay. among all these, the only favorable fixture, and it's favorable, but with an asterisk probably, is Manchester mm -hmm. City's offense is predicted to get at least five points uh, per 90 minutes. Uh, so that's the only favorable fixture. And but they are for playing against 13, Liverpool yeah. at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For the game week thirteen. Um right. Arsenal is at the yeah. top spot because they are playing against Wolves in game week fourteen and Luton Town in game week fifteen. Uh those yeah. are favorable fixtures and they are close. Um mm. and, and then City is here because they have well, Tottenham game in game week fourteen, which seems like a favorable fixture. But they also have Luton Town and Crystal Palace. And the funny thing is, yeah. Manchester City is at the second spot, despite mm -hmm. having a black in game week 18, yeah. which is now in yeah. our uh, horizon. And yeah. I think Manchester City will keep falling down a little bit as we get closer. Right. Because we are giving a higher weight to immediate game week. And then we have yeah. Liverpool, who's playing against City this game week, which is a tough fixture. Uh, but in game week 14, they are playing against Fulham favorable fixture and then in game week 15 they are playing against Sheffield United at away which is also a favorable fixture mm -hmm. any comments questions concerns uh, no I think it's something that we commented on in previous weeks the the good run of fixtures for Chelsea that is coming up and I think we can see that now mm. gradually also in the chart we can see Chelsea moving up so they're now number six in the chart mm -hmm. So that's definitely, I think, something to keep an eye on. Um, also, in recent weeks, uh, they've been performing quite well. Yeah. And I think people are also uh, keeping Nkunku in mind, even though, of course, he has been injured for a long time. But he, he's, he supposedly, he could be back quite soon. Mm -hmm. So that's something to keep an eye on, uh, how his form is and uh, what kind of minutes he will get. Yeah. Um, and for the rest, yeah, as you said, Manchester City against Brentford in game week 18. So that will be a blank for the two teams. And something to start considering, um, like how you want to cover that. 
depending of course on how many players you own uh from the both teams yeah mm -hmm. and basically linked to that and that's announced not announced yet but i think there are some uh rumors or there are some how to say ideas that that fixture could i think it could be it could move to something like game week 20 is that correct yeah that's correct so, that's what i heard yeah. too um so, so that's why yeah, yeah that's why uh solvers usually enter that week with triple city uh like game week 18 okay. uh just benching them so that right. game week you won't have any bench at all but yeah. Uh, on the plus side, you will have um, like three city players who will double in game week twenty, most probably. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and another popular option will be Mabuemo, of course, from Brentford. So mm. that's something to keep in mind. If you do have three city players plus Mabuemo on top, then you know it's four. That might be too much for a game week eighteen. So that's something you need to, um, yeah, get ready for to have a plan in place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, thanks for this. So these are the top teams. Let's yeah. now look at the bottom half of the table. Yeah, at the bottom half we have Sheffield United, Luton Town, Brentford, uh, Bournemouth, Fulham, uh, Nottingham Forest, Crystal Palace, Everton, Burnley and Wolves. Uh, mm -hmm. Brentford is here, well, because of the blank in game week 18 yeah. again, but they also yeah. have a tough fixture this game week playing against Arsenal yeah. Yeah. Uh, at home. But none of these fixtures are uh, making the worst 10 percentile, uh, meaning that so th this week most of the games are very balanced. Uh, I will also show it in the game week odds, but um, so yeah, I mean, so these some of these teams are were always here in this half of the chart, but there are slight movements, obviously, and just Brentford yeah. is just you know so obvious i mean they have a really good fixture in game week 14 they are playing against luton town at right. home um but yeah they don't have any like unfavorable fixture in this round but no game week 18 is impacting yeah yeah because also game week 16 they play sheffield away yeah, so that's, that's also, also quite a good game. fixture and you could say even brighton is a good fixture because we know that defensively brighton hasn't been great so mm -hmm. I think that's also why that many people are looking at game week 14. If you don't own Mubuemo yet, to, to then uh, bring him in for that week because there's a nice run. But again, keep in mind that in game week 18, there will be a blank. Yeah. Um, and the other thing maybe to comment on is Everton, right? Uh, they've been really improving, so they, mm -hmm. they look really decent. But of course, they just uh, received a 10 points uh, deduction, a penalty. Yeah. So that's something that's, uh, yeah, not so nice, <laughs> understatement. <laughs> but uh, as also many other people are already said, if you get such, let's say, punishment, probably this is the, 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 the best season to get it because there are just uh, some worse teams in the league. So even with the 10 points deduction, uh, yeah, probably they can still uh, be safe this season. And maybe it will also motivate them to do even better. So that's yeah. something to also keep an eye on. They were already doing well. So let's see what this uh, news will do to the team. Maybe they will be even stronger. So uh, yeah, okay. we'll see. Yeah. Okay, and, thank and, you. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I want to cover the game league odds uh, very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so first thing to note for this game league is clean sheet odds are really low. I mean, usually we have a mm. team 
like above 50 percent uh, clean sheet ratio but none yeah. of the teams have higher than 39 percent which is the maximum uh, and it's for arsenal uh, arsenal's clean sheet clean sheet uh, probability okay. or odds i should say and yeah. so and the, the game with the highest goal projection uh, for a team is Manchester City with 2.1 expected goals against Liverpool. And mm. that's also really low. I mean, it's the lowest since the start of the season. So the games okay. this game week will be... So we are expect... We are, so it's just funny that it's the lowest uh, expected goals, but at the same time, also the lowest clean sheet probability. Right. So we are okay. kind of like expecting these games to be close, like all of these games. But yeah. not dominated one by one by one side at all. So yeah. I mean, if, for a football fan, I think it will be a nice weekend. But yeah. uh, for us, <laughs> for FPL managers, it will be a hell of difficult to predict yeah. what's gonna happen this game week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should expect a low-scoring week. But uh, the good thing is that we face all the same situation, right? It's it's yeah. quite tough for everyone. And on top of that, there are also quite some injuries, um, or at least let's say some yellow flags, uh, some some probably injuries. We're waiting yeah. for some updates, mm -hmm. so that's uh, some another thing that is kind of complicating it at the moment. Yep. Okay, very useful. Thanks for covering that. Mm -hmm. So sure. we looked at the teams to target. Let's now also look at uh, some of the individual players. Player changes. Um, so. For the top gains, we have Isaac uh, at the top mm. of the chart with two, 3.2 EV increase for the next six game weeks. Okay. And then in the second rank, we have Tsimikas. Uh, mm. I think he was adopted and then now his uh, minutes are a little bit back. But yeah. I heard that he was... Was he benched for, this, for uh, today's game for Greece? So hopefully it's not nothing serious. But mm. we, we pulled this data last night, so maybe it, it wasn't there when we were checking it. Okay. And James, oh, Chelsea's defender, is the third pers third player here uh, with 1.9 yeah. increase in EV. And all the other players seem like, you know, it's just minute changes in general. Nothing mm -hmm. too important to note, I guess. Um, no. Any comments here? No, I think Isaac is interesting because Wilson is injured. Isaac is mm. back from injury, but we have seen that he has been struggling with some little injury, injuries every now and then. So I think it's kind of a bet you're placing then on Isaac. But of course, yeah, we know Newcastle has a good attack and, and Isaac, when he plays, uh, he's often scoring goals. So it's uh, it's a player you could consider. Um, and as you mentioned, Reese James, yeah... We talked about it before, right? It's kind of always the question, like, when will he get injured again? But, of course, we hope he won't. And and if he stays fit, then, of course, he's a great asset. So, uh, yeah, he's now, I think, fit already since a few weeks, which for, for him is quite a long time. So <laughs> I think more and more, more managers are thinking, like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe uh, it's worth going for, uh, for, for, for James again. So... It's a cycle. Yeah. I mean, you, you get it's James cycle, yeah. and he gets injured. Yeah. Actually, even before that, like, you don't have James, he gets a haul, and then you are like, yeah, maybe I should yeah. get James, you get it. Yeah. And then yeah. he gets injured. Yeah. Then you yeah. say, I will never buy him again, and then you forget no. about it. <laughs> 
we all been there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. I mean, if you look at these 10 players, I see there are three players from Chelsea and three from Arsenal. So I mm. think that also gives an idea of the, the, the teams people are looking at. Mm. Chelsea, mm. Is, you know, as we said, they, they will start a, a quite favorable fixture run. They've also been uh, quite impressive in recent games. So that's, I think, why people are looking at them. And Arsenal, I think, in general, is being now commented on as, as probably the best defense in the league mm-hmm. together with City. Um, so that's also... And I think we see mostly defenders here. Yeah, Sinchenko, Saliba, Gabriel. So the defensive options for Arsenal are also in the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So these are the players with the points gains. Mm-hmm. Then who are the ones that dropped? Uh, we have Mitoma at the first rank here. He no. lost 3.5 EV over the next six game weeks. Uh, yeah. Is he injured? Yeah, I think uh, while he was away with the the, the Japanese team, mm-hmm. uh, he's traveling back, but he is injured. And I think uh, almost certain that he will miss game week 13. Okay, but I don't think we have much more news than that. Okay. Uh, and the second place we have Raya, uh, with three point two EV hmm. loss over the next six game weeks. I'm not sure. Uh, and no. we have Antonio in the third place and Ferguson in the fifth place, uh, fourth place. Um, mm-hmm. but his EV reduction mainly comes from this game week, one point three EV loss just for game week thirteen, and yeah. remaining game weeks are somewhat. Uh, or like close to zero. Yeah, um, I guess he's out for this game week. Yeah, yes. actually, I was at the Netherlands Island game and Ferguson was playing, but he was uh, substituted. I think uh, after something like fifty or sixty minutes, and think mm. it was reported that he has a hamstring issue. Oh, okay. So probably also out for game week thirteen, and also Antonio has a hamstring uh, injury, so that's also why he's dropping. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so one more thing here is I see Haaland in the ninth place with 1.2 EV loss for this game, okay. week, but the remaining yeah. games are somewhat unaffected. Yeah. Um, I think it's because of the, the fact that he didn't play for Norway uh, against mm. Scotland. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure how serious it is. I mean, with the international no. break injuries, you're really yeah. not sure if it was like. You know, right. the, an injury or a serious injury? Indeed. So, yeah, indeed. I, I think Haaland also has a yellow flag now in the game. So oh, it's something okay. to uh, wait, wait for the press conference, even though Pep might not say too much. But uh, yeah, let's see. Hopefully we can get some news. <laughs> that would be important. I'm just wondering if people are selling him, though. Don't see him. The most transferred out list. Yet. No, not yet, I think. No. So I think most of these players are all uh, injury related. Because right? also Bowen, number 10, also, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that it's not clear yet how serious it is, but he he might have a uh, yeah, more or less serious knee injury. So it could, could, could be out for a few weeks. Oh, um, yeah. And he's the most yeah. transferred in player for this game. Yeah, so far. indeed. <laughs> I saw that as well. A lot of people went early because I guess he also uh, has been rising in price. So that's probably oh. why, why people went early. But he left the England team. And uh, I think I saw some news today that he had some, how do you call that, some fluid in his mm-hmm. knee. Uh, even though it's not clear yet how serious it is. 
it doesn't look too good i would say no yeah yeah all right cool so um mm-hmm. yeah we covered also this on a player level now i think we can move to the optimal team for this week yeah. let's take a look um Last week I was sharing the optimal team without transfers and then we received a comment saying that yo what's the point mm. of having these without transfers you know transfers is what we are looking these for so I said okay, okay. I mean if that's what the audience wants um <laughs> we listen so, to the audience yeah yes. as you see so <laughs> I didn't have too much time so I used FBI review data only for this one and oh. I assumed the team value is around 101.0 and the optimal team is composed of uh, Leno in the goal, and then we have Gabriel, Saliba, Castagne in defense, Saka, okay. Mubemo, Eze, Son All right. in midfield, yeah. and we have Solanke, Alvarez, and Haaland in forward. And in, oh. on the bench, we have Flecken, Johnson, Alexander-Arnold, and Pau. Um, okay. This team starts game week 13 like this, and then rolls to uh, transfer in game week 14. And then makes these transfers. So it sells Gabriel for Colville in game week 15, but mm. it benches him immediately. Mm. And then in game okay. week uh, 16, is uh, replacing Saliba with Guardiol. Uh, okay. As I mentioned, uh, it's getting, pre- getting prepared for the blank and then the double. And then in game yeah. week 17, is selling Mubemo for Diaby. And in game week 18, is making a double switch from Son, Son to Bruno Fernandes and Solanke mm. to Watkins. Because in game mm. week 18, Watkins is the uh, the player it captains against Sheffield United. Ah. All right. And then in game week 18, is you, if you're watching, you can see that it's benching all those triple um, uh, mm. City players. And since we already yeah. sold Mubemo earlier, so we have a full lineup here. And in game week 19, uh, there's no transfer. And then I just banned transfers for game week 20. And okay. in game week 20, uh, I'm actually using XP, like expected data for even four more game weeks. Just consolida- consolidated in a game week 20 uh, game week. That's why the total EV is a little bit high. But yeah, yeah so. Okay, right. Um, okay. And at the end of this. Transfers, you have like Flecken and Leno as goalkeepers again. You have Alexander mm. Arnold, Pog, Guardiol, Saka, Eze, Fernandez, Diaby, Watkins, Alvarez, Holland, Leno, Johnson, Colville, and Castagne, which brings even more points for the next four game weeks after the horizon ends. Okay. <coughs> so actually, there are not too many Chelsea players, right? I'm a bit surprised. Just yeah. Colville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, good to know. Yeah, and game week 18, I mean, we talked about it earlier, right? It's a blind game week. Um, it's still a bit early to think about it as we're only now uh, at game week 13. But if you do think about it, you know, we already said be careful with City and Brentford because they will blank. And I think the other thing people are saying is that there are not too many good fixtures. And one of the only teams that have a good fixture is Villa. So that's why also what Sirtop was saying, Watkins is being shown as the captain for that week. Yeah. So it could be a reason, for example, people who have cash at the moment and considering selling him, maybe one thought could be to keep him, especially for this game week 18 in mind. But again, as I said, it's a bit long away, but yeah, uh, you could keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, just a warning here is this transfer plan, for example, has exactly zero in the bank by game week 18 when right. it makes a okay. double switch. So yeah. there's a higher chance that you won't have the budget to cover these transfers by then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I I kind of also added an option to the solver, which uh, makes you lose 0 0.1 uh, in the bank every time you make a transfer. So it's kind of like a worst case scenario. Like what if you constantly lose value from yeah. your transfers? But those kind of stuff might be useful. I mean, if you are just making a long-term planning here, just be no. careful with the amount in the bank. Because yeah. the replacement, like if you can't afford this, Solver will obviously want to have Watkins and then downgrading from Sun to Bruno Fernandez might look a little bit different for you in that case. And it will yeah. make you bleed expected value. So yeah. it is just I think it's important to see this kind of stuff when you're doing the long term planning and maybe also try uh with a lower team value or maybe start with start the horizon with a lower uh, in the bank amount. Just to see if the optimal changed too much or not. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Thanks for covering that. Mm -hmm. And actually, I had a question for my team. Because, yeah. um, well, first of all, there are a lot of games coming up in December. I think that's something also people should take a look at. There are seven game weeks in December. So, um, yeah. yeah, take a look. It will be very busy. Um, and I think one way to cover the busy games is to have a, a bench that um, mm -hmm. is strong enough that you have some players that can come in because we, we should expect rotation. Um, so what I'm thinking of doing is I will I might use my wild card in game week 14. I think my team can use a bit of a refresh and then if I do it in 14, I can set up for the busy period of December. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, it basically means that now for game week 13, I could uh, use my transfer on a on a one-week punt. So, you know, one, one player that might have a good score this week yeah. uh, and I just keep him for this week. So in that case, I was wondering who should I go for? And I have, uh, currently I have Kudus in mind from West Ham, but uh, I was wondering what the data uh, would tell me. I mean, for one game week punts, I was, I will probably check what's the expected gain. And expected gain is simply yeah. expected points multiplied with uh, one minus ownership. So if a okay. player is owned by almost everyone, the, yeah. the impact of the XP is going to go to yes. zero. Um, yeah. So, but by checking that, by that metric, so I, the player who's topping the chart is Solanke with 4.73 okay. gain. And right. he's playing against Sheffield United, so I mean yeah. that might be an interesting option. Yeah. And the second player is Eze with a four point mm. six uh, gain against Luton Town yeah. away, mm -hmm. but still he's a solid option. Yeah. And then the third player I see is Gibbs White with four point twenty eight okay. uh, expected gain against Brighton at home. Uh, mm. I also check Kudus for you, uh, and then yeah. he's around three point. 46, yeah. playing against Burnley at away. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's also a good option, but there are better options. But I feel like your eye test is kind of like motivating <laughs> you to buy him. So by all means. Yeah, 
I just, you know, I like Kudus. I mentioned that before. I, I know him from his Ajax seasons. He was always really strong. And I think we haven't seen the uh, the real potential of him yet in, in the in the Premier League, even though recently he scored a great goal against uh, against Brentford. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing better every week. But, you know, if, if Antonio is out now and maybe Bowen as well, then, uh, yeah, his, his role will become more important. So... Mm-hmm. That's kind of betting on that, but for the rest, I, I like Solanke. I just I cannot get to him as an attacker, uh, as I also like. But Luton away, I think we talked about it before. I think Luton away is, is, <laughs> is a fixture you avoid. I know, but yeah, they will eventually um, yeah. lose games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they, they are losing, but just not by I mean, that much. It looks like a difficult place to go to. Yeah. And Gibbs White, yeah, his name came up also in, in other weeks, but I think so far he hasn't really proven it. So I think I'll stay away from him. So yeah, I think uh, you didn't convince me. I might I might stick to Kudus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if if you go for Kudus and then he brings lots of points, then you need yes. to buy his jersey. Oh yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, we'll review this again next week. Okay. All right, cool. But thanks uh, in any case for giving me a few other options. Um, now to finish it for this week, as we usually do, let's also look at the captaincy options. And I think yeah, you mentioned already before game week thirteen. It's quite a tough week. Yeah. Uh, so what are our what are our options? Sorry. So every model have either Holland or Son as the top mm. choice. Uh, yeah. But if you if you check just the average. Uh, the ensemble model we have son leading it with 6.2 average expected points yeah. and then we have holland at 5.93 so a small difference between the two of them and then we have okay. Sal- salah at 4.9 but yeah I, I keep hearing people saying that they kind of think that liverpool will win against city i think there's some hmm. kind of like an expectation from some people so they're Thinking Salah might be a good uh, captaincy choice, mm-hmm. and but yeah, in terms of EV, there's a t- there's a some difference between Holland and Salah, almost one EV yeah. and yeah. one point three between Son and Salah, and yeah. we have Saka in the fourth place with four point eight and Solanke with four point eighty five. Um, yeah, these are the top options. Yeah, are. tough one. Tough one. Let's see. Do you know already what you will do? For the captaincy? For the captaincy, yeah. I will captain Son, most probably. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about it as well. I was listening to the guys from uh, the FPL Wire this morning. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. They always have quite a good uh, in-depth analysis also in terms of tactics. I think they were also saying that the way Aston Villa defend, like with quite a high line, it's what usually suits Son. So... To be honest, I didn't. I don't normally think about it to to that <laughs> level of detail. But uh, when I listen to something like that, I'm like, okay, yeah, makes sense. But yeah, Spurs, of course, it's a bit difficult to uh, know what we can expect with with the injuries, with Madison out, also still some suspension. So yeah, but of course, Son is a quality player, and also during the international break, he has been scoring a few goals for Korea. So. Mm-hmm. He's probably coming back uh, feeling quite good. So, yeah, why not? And it's a home game to Villa. Looks looks pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, any transfers you're already planning to make? 
Uh, any transfers? I think I will roll this game week. Uh, okay. So that uh, I will have like my two free two free transfers that I will carry. And yeah, in right. fourteen, That's I'm good. planning to yeah drop burn um, to get Guardiol. And okay. then hopefully in game week sixteen, I will have the Salah to Halan uh, transition. Oh, so that's the master plan. Uh, let let's oh, see. Man. But yeah, for this game week, I think I will roll. I'm going to mess the Egyptian king. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah, it's well, important to see. have Holland by game week. Yeah, I think it's true. It's 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 quite good to have the two of them. Just uh, <laughs> just just letting you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. But for me, as I said, I probably will wildcard next week. So, um, yeah, for this week, there are some yellow flags in the team as, as everyone is facing. So I think it's quite important to to wait for the press conferences on Friday to see uh, what kind of confirmations we're getting in terms of injuries. And then mm-hmm. based on that, make some uh, transfer decisions. In general, game week 13, we talked about it. The fixtures don't look too great. So I feel like it's not the right moment to wildcard. Hence, I prefer to wait a week. And uh, unless anything changes, what I will do is uh, probably Mitoma out, uh, Kudus in. Mm-hmm. And I hope uh, my man will deliver uh, this game. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> so. All right. Anything else you wanted to cover today, sort of? No, not really. But I mean, wildcarding in game week 14 is an interesting move. Uh, I, I feel like lots of people obviously wildcarded in game week 8 or around game week 8. Yeah, people who are keeping their wildcard, they are kind of waiting to see when the double will be announced, yeah. and then they are yeah. kind of waiting to use their wildcard towards game week eighteen. Right. So you're just at the middle of it. So yeah. let's see if it will pay off or not. It will be interesting. Yeah, I didn't use it in eight and ten because my team looked decent, and I was also thinking like you know you never know what will happen. More more players could get injured, so that's something we're seeing at the moment. And uh, even though my team is not too affected, like, you know, I don't have Bowen, I don't have Madison, but still, um, especially with all the, the the games that come up in December, I think uh, my team can use some refresh to just be better prepared for that busy period. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's see. I, I, I know. I also see people saying, well, if you still have it now, it's better to wait till like uh, game week 19 or 20 uh, to benefit from that double. But... Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> no. I made up my mind. We'll no. Yeah, we'll see. I think at the okay. moment, yeah. it's 14. All right, uh, let's still look at our mini league, as we usually do. We have uh, 337 managers in it. Thanks all for joining. You can still join if you're not in it yet. The code is 0JSDLA. Our league leader is still the nine-year-old Wyatt Haswell. Wyatt, you're doing great. Keep it up. Uh, his team is uh, fun in the sun, and he has a total of 834 points, and his OR is 448. So that's uh, pretty amazing. Well done, Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I could spot also his father, Derek Haswell, now on number six in the mini league. So yeah, the Haswell family <laughs> is uh, well represented in the mini league. Exactly. There's something going on there at, at that household. They're spending <laughs> a lot of time on FPL. Yeah, well done, <laughs> both of you. 
Um, so that's, yeah, he's number six. So going back to our top three, number two is a new name. It's Doom9 with the team Bloom. Uh, that team has 833 points. And on number three, we now have Matthew Allen, which I also think is a name we haven't seen yet before. His team is called Grand Haven Broncos, and he has 830 points. So they're all mm -hmm. quite close. Let's see how things will look like after game week 13. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. And for us here today, we'll close the episode. This was FPL Optimized Podcast episode number 67. Thanks for listening. Good luck with making your game week 13 decisions. As we said, it doesn't look like an easy game week. So we'll probably see some interesting scores. And naturally, though, we hope everyone will enjoy a green arrow. We'll be back with another episode next week. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released. And do follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. And you can also find us on YouTube. And before I say my line to close the episode, just tell us about your jersey. Oh, yeah. Jersey. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Real Madrid. Actually, I thought I didn't have any jerseys left, but then I was looking in my closet and somewhere at the, somewhere at the bottom, there was this old <laughs> Real Madrid shirt sponsored by Hummel. In mm -hmm. case you didn't know, at one point they had Hummel. <laughs> Where should I go here? <laughs> and uh, I looked it up. I couldn't find it exactly, but I think it's somewhere around the 1990s that they had this one. Yeah. Okay. Looks great. All new. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. And until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye. Goodbye.